increase sales, improve margins, and grow your business. Guaranteed. Top secrets of marketing and sales. Now, 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 David Blaze. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. In today's episode, co-host Jay McFarland and I will be continuing our discussion about the AI approach to multiplying sales. This is part four in our series, and today we'll be talking about learning, segmenting, and the three Ds. Welcome back, Jay. Hey, thank you so much, David. I really, really enjoyed this. I know I've said that in previous podcasts, but it's true. After each one, I've gone into my own business and I'm like, okay, I, I got to apply this and apply that because these conversations are of such value. So I appreciate your time. I love this. And hopefully it's been helpful to everybody else. I'm glad I feel the same way. And I'm really looking at this almost like a mini course. If people were to put together these four episodes and say, how much of this stuff am I doing in my business? You can implement some things very quickly that can probably help you get some great results. 100%. All right, so let's do the quick review. And again, what we're talking about here is we asked AI, what will help you to multiply your business? Because that's been a focus of our conversations recently. AI came back with some different responses. And then we're talking about what AI says and how we're able to help implement those things in business with our clients. And so let's just recap. Number one was refine your target audience. Number two, develop a compelling value proposition. Number three, optimize your marketing channels. That was our first episode on that topic. In episode two, we covered points four, five, and six. Number four was enhance your customer experience. Number five, implement a referral program. And number six, leverage the power of content marketing. In episode three of this series, we hit utilize upselling and cross-selling strategies, which was number seven, analyze and optimize your sales funnel, which was number eight, and invest in customer relation management software, CRM, which was number nine. Now, we're going to be doing 10, 11, and 12. 11 and 12 are really bonus because originally I asked it for 10 and then I realized that doesn't break out well if you're doing three in a podcast. <laughs> so I went back to the AI and I said, give me two more. And it did. So we'll be talking about numbers 11 and 12 in this podcast as well. So number 10 in the list of things that AI says will help you to multiply your sales is continuous learning and adaptation. Well spoken AI. It says, Stay updated with industry trends, attend relevant workshops or conferences, and be open to adapting your sales strategies to meet changing market demands. So yeah, continuous education, it's a good call. It is, and some professions actually require it. But again, that continuous education is often on a service or a specialty or things like that. It's not really on customer service or the technology or things like that. I feel like in that regard, so many of us are a hamster on a wheel. You know, we're just trying to keep up with what today is giving us. We're putting the grease on the squeaky wheel and we don't have time to really think about staying up on, you know, all the latest trends and those kind of things. Yeah. And a lot of people just don't like continuing education because they feel like so much of it is platitudes. It's like, mm. I already know this stuff. I already know it, right? But knowing what to do is very different than knowing how to do it. And that's really what I've been trying to differentiate in this series of podcasts is that, yes, 
These are great statements. Continuous learning, that sounds great. But what are you learning? Are you learning things that you can implement immediately? Are you putting in place processes that will allow you to start getting results right away so you can gauge those results and then adapt, change, or tweak the process as you go to make sure that it's working for you? So once again, we're focusing on all the little details that make these general recommendations profitable. You know, I don't know where I get it. I think I get it from my dad, but I am on a never ending quest to make things more efficient. I am always looking for the next software, the next device, the next system. I've done it since I was 15. My first job was in a burger barn at an amusement park, and I was watching how they put everything on the grill. And what they would do is they'd cover the whole grill with burgers, and then they would flip them all at the same time, and then they would pull them all off at the same time. And while they're preparing them, the grill is sitting there empty. And so the line would move, and then it would stop. And I'm like, this is crazy. Put down two rows, wait a second, put down two, put down two. And at 15, I changed the whole, the whole thing. I've been doing that stuff my whole life. So I love the tech. I love the next thing. And I'll spend weeks and months finding the right thing, knowing that it's going to improve my business for years to come. Yeah, and that really goes to the point, the words that the AI used, it said continuous learning and adaptation. Yes. And what you're talking about there is adaptation and implementation, adapting the system to be able to get the result that you want yes. so that everything gets better for everybody. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, KPIs, key performance indicators. That's kind of what we use nowadays. And we've talked about this in previous podcasts, understanding every aspect of your business and knowing how you can influence it and adapt it. Because you can't adapt if you don't know the reality of what's going on. And I've worked for so many companies where management has no clue what's happening on the front lines. And so we're asking them, we're begging them to adapt or they have software built by engineers who aren't on the front line and we're pulling our hair out because it doesn't answer any questions. It makes life harder for us. Right. And unfortunately, a lot of it boils down to not knowing what to do and mm -hmm. not knowing how to do it. Yes, this is a problem, but I don't know how to fix it. I don't have time to think about how to fix it. Therefore, soldier on, keep moving, keep working. Mm -hmm. Good luck with that. And so much of this and even this point continuous learning and adaptation is about identifying those small hinges that swing the big doors mm -hmm. and so much of what we do with our clients is about doing just that finding what is a small and obvious fix to a problem that could have been plaguing a company for literally months or years you fix it in 10 minutes with a one sheet piece of paper that says do it this way and they implement it and they immediately start to see better results so i think in terms of okay this is what ai suggests this is how we end up getting it done so that's number 10 continuous learning and adaptation number 11 according to ai is targeted marketing campaigns and it describes this as develop targeted marketing strategies tailored to specific customer segments this approach ensures that your marketing efforts resonate deeply with your intended audience, leading to higher conversion rates. Once again, a lot of buzzwords in that sentence, a lot of really good recommendations in that sentence, 
but a lot of confusion too. Yeah, absolutely. Can I brag for a minute? I want to. Please do. I want I want to brag for a minute. So a lot of people know that I've just recently started an accounting firm that focuses on day traders and their taxes. And we've spent over a year and a half with my current company and my last company working on keywords to make sure we get the right leads from Google advertising. And David, in the last four months, I have not had one lead that is not right in the strike zone. Now think about that. Think, I mean, that is unbelievable to me that, and they, you know, we're in constant contact with the company that we use. And every month they're like, okay, how many leads were outside? What do we need to adjust? And I'm like, just keep pitching it, man, because they are right there. And the beauty of that is all we have to do is adjust the volume, right? Certain times a year, we crank that volume up. And certain times a year, we crank it down. And wow, when we have the secret sauce, I mean, everything else is just gravy at that point. Exactly. And what you're talking about really ties back to point three earlier in our conversation, which is about optimizing your marketing channels. Right, right. When you're able to do that and you combine that with what we're talking about here in number 11, which is targeted marketing campaigns, it's a double whammy because now you're getting to the right people through the stuff that you're doing with your Mm -hmm. SEO and your communication is better, which is something we also talked about in the first episode in this four-part series. And now when you talk about targeted marketing campaigns, to me what that means is you're taking the communications that we've perfected, creating value in the communications like we talked about in a previous episode, and now you're sequencing that communication. That's how we describe it to our clients inside our program. You're sequencing your communication. You're putting together a series of messages that go out in a specific order, in a specific time frame, so that you're getting the information in front of them when they need it most. To me, a targeted marketing campaign is about doing that. You're getting the right message out to the right people at the right time using the right targeted marketing vehicle. Mm, I love that sequencing the information. That makes a lot of sense to me. And I think understanding that in first contact, they might not understand your product or the need for it. But we all know if they see you a couple times, you know, what is it? You see here, they have to see you seven times, you know, a billboard, a TV ad or whatever that is. Meeting Mm -hmm. them where they're at instead of trying to force them to be where you want them to be sounds to me like a great way to go. Yeah, no question. I remember, I think it was in the guerrilla marketing book, he was talking about the fact that somebody had to be exposed to your message nine times before they'd Mm -hmm. be ready to buy. And at that point, I extrapolated for myself, I said, well, what if they only see one out of every three messages I put out? To me, that means I need to do nine times three, 27. I need to get out to them 27 (laughs) times (laughs) before they're going to be ready to make a buying decision. And that's really the essence of what sequencing communication is. A lot of times we feel the need to try to tell everybody everything up front Mm -hmm. before they even know who we are. And their eyes glaze over and like, oh, this is too much. This person's too full of hot air. I'm moving on. 
And when you sequence your communication properly, you're dripping it out a little bit at a time. You're giving them a little bit this time and a little more the next time, and a little more the following time. And each part of it reveals a different aspect of your approach, a different aspect of the way that you do things and the benefits that you bring to them. And if number one didn't completely resonate, maybe number two will, and maybe number four will, and maybe number seven will. And the ones in between, if it's good, useful information and it's creating value for them, they'll still be happy to see it. They'll be happy to look at it. But then when you get to the ones that really resonate with them, they're going to respond. Yeah, absolutely. And I love how you said they don't know who we are, but I would also flip that. We don't know who they are yet, right? right. And so mm -hmm. like you said, we're kind of dividing their possible interest into this sequencing. And hopefully at some point, we're going to land on who they are and what their needs are in that moment. Exactly. And so much of it really becomes fun when you're taking an approach like this. And I use the word fun a lot when I'm talking with my clients, because I figure if what we're doing is not actually fun, we're not doing it right. Mm -hmm. Because if it's miserable, if it's a big old slog and we can't stand it, let's face it, they're not going to do it. But yeah. when you're able to make it fun by taking the appropriate action with the appropriate people at the appropriate time, everything gets a lot easier and a lot more fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So number 12, this is the last one on our list. And this is data-driven decision-making. AI says, leverage data analytics to understand customer behavior, preferences, and buying patterns. Data-driven insights empower you to make informed decisions, refine your strategies, and optimize sales processes. Many words. Yeah. <laughs> and again, how do you extrapolate that out into your own business? I know this is something we work on constantly. I don't think there's ever going to be a point where you're like, okay, got that one done, right? It's got to be constant. Yeah. And once again, going back to the idea of simplification, which is a really big part of what we do with people, boiling it down to its essentials, data-driven decision-making, and this is what I referred to as the three Ds at the beginning of this podcast, data-driven decisions, right? To me, that means that you are making your decisions based on the right information, the actual information, not what we think might be right, not what we feel, oh, I feel like I should do mm. this. What does the data say? What's working well? What are the things that we've done in the past that have worked well? What are the things we've done in the past that have not worked as well? How can we continue to replicate the things that we did that did well, do adaptations on those to be able to continue to move that needle forward? How can we avoid the mistakes that we made in the past based on what we've done and the responses that we've gotten? To me, that is the essence of data-driven decision-making. And if you look again at the AI description, leverage data analytics to understand customer behavior. That just means looking at what are the customers doing based on what you're sending out. Leverage data analytics to understand customer behavior, preferences, and buying patterns. Okay, so that's all the same. Data-driven insights empower you to make informed decisions. Right. Your decisions are now informed. They're not just decisions, right? <laughs> and then it says, refine your strategies and optimize sales processes. It allows you to do all of that. So 
I would argue that this one, data-driven decision-making, is essentially a combination of all of the above. Because when you're implementing the things that we talked about over this series of podcasts, and you're gauging the results, you're tracking it down, you've got the tracking sheets, or however it is that you're keeping track of what's going on, and you're making the decisions based on not what you think is going to work, or what you think might work, but what actually is working, everything becomes a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. Can I give you a bad example of sure, not I love using bad data? Example. So yeah. I worked for a national pizza chain. I'll give you a, a hint. Pizza, pizza, still family owned, even till today. And one day the daughter of the owner came up with this brilliant idea that people wanted bigger pizzas. I don't know if you remember this. It was called Bigger is Better. So they forced every franchisee to go out and retrofit all of their ovens, buy new pans. The whole thing probably cost five grand per business to just do this. And they, of course, marketed behind it. Guess where all those pans are? They're sitting on top of the walk-in refrigerators because there was no data. It was not driven by anything more than a feeling. And it was just the most ridiculous effort I've ever seen. And that's some of the problems you can get into with a family-run business because you are making gut-feeling decisions instead of looking at the data. Yeah, I'd love to say it's just family-run businesses, yeah, but wow. I, yeah. New Coke. <laughs> Two words, right? Yeah. That, that says this kind of thing just happens everywhere. And some things just seem like a really good idea. Hey, wow, if they like this one, they'll probably like that one. Mm -hmm. When you say it out loud, it, sure, it seems reasonable. And if the marketing was right and if the people wanted it, then that would have worked. But we just don't know. So data-driven decision-making is also a big one. All right. So in terms of sort of wrapping this up, because we've been doing this now over a period of four podcasts over four weeks, I feel like we touched on a lot of really good topics. I feel like we were able to dive deep in terms of some of the how of how to do these things. And I'm hoping that the people who have actually paid attention through each of these episodes got some really solid ideas on specific things they can do to grow their sales and profits. If that's the case, and if you'd like to have a conversation about how we can help really just implement this stuff inside your business, go to topsecrets.com slash call. Let's have a conversation, see if we can help. If we can, we'll let you know. If we can't, we'll let you know that too. There is zero pressure on these calls. It's about identifying the primary areas where you need help, providing recommendations on what you can do and how you can do it. And then saying, all right, if you wanna do it by yourself, you can do that. If you wanna do it with us, you can do that but you have the option. So hopefully that makes sense. And if you'd like to do it, topsecrets.com slash call. Yeah, I love it. And I'll just kind of add my feedback on this series of podcasts. I've learned a tremendous amount. I've applied a bunch. But one of the things that stands out to me is that you don't have to do it alone. And I think sometimes we see it as weakness, right? I should be able to run this all. I should be able to do it all. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But there are people who have gone before you. There are people who've spent, David, how many years have you spent doing this and refining this and uh, and talking to customers? So, I mean, it's just a great service. Again, just speaking out loud about it has made such a difference for me. So I'm a huge fan of what you do, and I hope people will recognize your sincerity that it is just a call, and you do have a very strong desire to help, and you help a lot of people. 
Well, thank you. And we never try to push anyone mm -hmm. into our programs. All we're looking to do is we're looking for the right fit. Yeah. If you are a smart, focused, motivated business owner, and you are determined to get from here to there, then we probably want to work together. If you're not good with making decisions, if you're kind of iffy or wishy-washy, then it's probably not going to be a good fit. And in many of the calls, we can get two thirds of the way through the call and recognize pretty early on, it's not a good fit, at which point we'll say, yeah, I don't think we can help you. You know, maybe you can try this resource or that resource. So it's really not about us trying to sell you into anything. If we can work together, great. If we can't, that's perfectly fine too, because we'll know, right? We'll have the conversation and we'll both know. You'll know, oh, it's not a good fit. I'll know it's not a good fit. And you get closure, <laughs> yeah. which is beautiful. Yeah. If you've been thinking about scheduling a call and just haven't, there's no closure, right? Have the call. It'll be a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Either way, it's great. You'll have a great experience. We'll have a great conversation. And I hope you do it. Yeah. And there, listen, there's no reason to be a salesperson when your product is great and yours is. So David, I love our conversations and thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Jay. Increase sales, improve margins, and grow your business. Guaranteed. Top Secrets. TopSecrets.com.